Yo, welcome back to the All Day Podcast. I'm Mix Naz, joined by Kim Mutman. And today we have a very special guest, the legend himself. He's done everything from kickboxing to boxing to fighting in the UFC. The super Samoan himself, Mark Hunt. Thank you for coming. I yeah, appreciate the time, guys. Thanks for having me on. Man, Thank you. So this is crazy. Before we started, I have to ask you, did you catch the Francis Ngannou and Stipe fight? And so who were you rooting for? Uh, I don't watch uh, UFC, so no, I didn't. <laughs> but I heard who won. <laughs> I heard who won, so I mean, uh, yeah, I think uh, Nagano's got a great story, to be honest with you, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much respect to Francis, for sure. Came from nothing, now he's killing it in the UFC. Great yeah. story from uh, Nagano, so it uh, shows what hard work and perseverance can do. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Of course, you had an eight-year run in the UFC. What do you think of the division right now, the heavyweight division? I think it's a great division. I just don't think the company's paying the right amount of money for these fighters. Mm-hmm. 16%, 16% of the revenue um, isn't uh, isn't anything fair. I mean, I've said it many, many times. You know, the guys that are the champions of the world should be getting paid accordingly. So, Nagana should be getting paid the same as... Uh, well, getting close to what Anthony Joshua makes or Tyson Fury, but um, he's probably not even getting a, a quarter of it, not even not even a little bit of it. So, mm. so what's the point of being the UFC champion? Yeah, mm. yeah, I, I agree with that for sure. Um, and of course, apart from yourself, so, so regardless of it being a great fight or what the divisions like, at the end of the day, they're all fighting for fucking pittance anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you completely um and of course respect is is a big thing for you so apart from yourself across your whole career which fighters did you respect the most the ones that didn't cheat mm. it's pretty much the ones that calling uh, out brock lesnar that was like a lot of them <laughs> but uh, the ones that uh, did it properly they didn't cheat so yeah, yeah they, are, they really are you fought a lot of people that took steroids how do you deal with that does it frustrate you, like Brock Lesnar? Of course, and... it, it, of course it frustrates me, but the thing about it is what can you do about it? You have to drop some lawsuits to try and make change. You have yeah. to try and do something to make change. You just, like, I, I, on the seventh time I fought the guy, the seventh guy that was cheating, I was like, oh, I'm done with this. This is not an even fair fight, not an even fair fight, and I can't deal with it. There's no way yeah. you can get ahead anyway, so the only way I had to do was uh, to file a lawsuit. Try and make things even. Mm. How's no, that going? It's in the courts at the moment, and um, you know the whole world is dealing with COVID. Well, I think it's bullshit to be honest, but uh, you know who knows. <laughs> Did you take your vaccine, or say what? Did you take your vaccine? Oh fuck no! No way. <laughs> vaccine for what? For the flu. There's yeah, no way to you, man. There's no way. Uh, How come? Do you, do you not trust the vaccine or is it vaccines in general you just choose to stay away from? I just, um, I don't even know anyone that knows anyone that's got COVID. I got COVID. You've got COVID? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, had, I had it for two weeks. I had it for two weeks. So tell me what they're like. Honestly, for the first couple of days, it was rough. I had a big headache. My back was hurting. Like it was, it was pretty rough. But for the rest of the two weeks, it just felt like a bad cold. 
the worst part was being stuck in my bedroom for two weeks and I couldn't leave. I couldn't see my family. That was, that was more rough than the actual illness itself for me. Mm -hmm. Wow. You're the first person I've met that's, that's had COVID and survived. Really? Wow. I mean, I hear all these stories and news and all these things about people dying and stuff and all these hundreds of thousands of people. But like I said, I, don't, I haven't met no one apart from you that's mm. had it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I heard that things are they're, they're dealing with the COVID situation pretty well over there. So I imagine maybe that's why. Zero, cast, uh, zero cases. Yeah. I, I don't know, to be honest. I, I'm just, that's the way I, I see it. I'm like, because like I said before, before I met you, I didn't know, know anyone or knew anyone that had it. Right. So yeah. I'm like, people that say that, you know, they, they twisted their ankle or something like that. So they've got COVID. I'm like, you just hear all these crazy stories, to be honest. It's fucking... Yeah. So, yeah. moving on from that, if we're being honest, boxing, UFC, kickboxing, etc., is mostly a poor man's sport. Not a lot of people get to succeed in it. Not a lot of people get to make a living out of it. You made that. You made a living out of it. You did it pretty well. What advice would you give for the youngins out there? Um, stay at school. <laughs> You know, to try and find a different path in life. I have many people that hit me up and say, oh, I want to be a prize fighter. I've had like uh, 10, 20 million in street fights and I'm, you know, I can be the best fighter in the world. And I said, okay, just how about to have one, one at least one or, or, or five fights in the ring or the octagon, whatever it is, and um, see if it's for you. Because not everyone can cut the cake uh, in the, in, in the, the fighting realm, of, you know, because fighting is affliction, to be honest. And uh, mm. if you can't cut it there, you, you're risking your whole life. So, I mean, um, of course, I have to ask you. You've been you've been fighting all your life, really. So, if you hadn't taken up fighting, what else would you have done? Like, was it always your dream, or did you have something else in mind before that? The thing was, I, the thing was with fighting, I never wanted to be a fighter. Fighting just came to me, and it just became part of my life. I didn't have dreams and aspirations of of. Uh, of being a fighter, my dreams as as person was uh, making money. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, yeah. You know, that's all it was. To be honest, but at the end of the day, I never wanted to be a prize fighter. It just kept coming back to me, um, and that's how I became a a prize fighter. To be honest, sir. Right, right. How was it growing up? What was your childhood like? Was it rough for you? Did you grow up in a good family, or how was your childhood like? Yeah, childhood was uh, sort of like uh, below. wasn't a very good childhood, but, you know, I dealt with the, the cars the way it is. There's a book I have out called Born to Fight, if you want to read about my story. On that, um, I think they still sell it on Tinder or whatever. It's not Tinder, but Tinder. <laughs> so, <laughs> the wrong app. So you can read it in there. So, I mean, it's, it's a big spiel if I keep going on about it. Takes you long to talk about myself, even though I don't, I don't like talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting stuff for sure. Um, and of course, you've been respected for being a clean fighter your whole career. You're you're really, really against taking steroids. So, what are your tips for athletes out there who are trying to reach their full potential, taking the clean route? Like, what's the best advice for people out there when they're competing against others who are on steroids and are on good? How do you stay focused and reach your full potential without any of that stuff? I think to keep just focusing on you are, you know, pray to God that we win these lawsuits. 
<laughs> that's one thing to start with. I mean, the Olympics say punish everybody that takes uh, drugs and, and cheats. You know, they, they take away their money, their, their medals, their records. They, they banish them. So I feel if we do that in, in all the sports, especially with fighting, um, mm. the actual real winners should be, you know, popped up for their, their, their – should be, you know, should give – get their full pops for their accolades and, and the money they should get, their kids should benefit everything. Mm, uh, yeah. Right now, the, we, uh, we promote win, uh, cheaters as winners. Like, you know, you know, it is like John Jones, all these other you know, losers that cheat. That, John Jones? Uh, all these idiots that take shortcuts, just like, uh, you know, like with Lance Armstrong, promoting these guys that take shortcuts and, and take steroids. Yeah. Is what yeah. I'm saying. I agree completely. I agree completely. And do you think traditional martial arts have been lost in this current MMA movement? Like, is there room for all martial arts still, or have some systems been exposed? Like, the longer that MMA has, has been going. Well, all martial arts have room. Uh, there's a there's a place in, in for everything. But at the end of the day, I think the rawest form of fighting is MMA. Mm. I mean, you've got uh, all pretty much all the weapons that stand up in the ground game. To be honest, yeah. Yeah, interesting, interesting. So you've always been the type of guy to stand up for your people, to stand up for your rights. Um, you've recently sued the UFC. How's that going? Yeah, so we're still waiting for that to happen. I think uh, I'm waiting for because the courts take a while. So mm. this is not by the lawsuit comes to an hour on our side, so these fighters get paid properly. Yeah. Instead of getting paid sixteen percent. Yeah. So what, what would be the best outcome for you? Like, if the lawsuit goes completely your way, it's a big success. What would be the ideal, the ideal amount that fighters would get for each fight they they have? Well, the the, the one lawsuit they should be. I mean, like, it's for the Ali Act. We're trying to bring in the Ali Act into MMA, and I think mm. fifty percent of, of the revenue is what uh, the boxers get, mm. and that's what the MMA fighters should get. Yeah, yeah. Boxers get paid pretty well. Not not sixteen percent. Yeah, <laughs> more like sixty percent. More like fifty percent, because fifty percent is is half, is fair. Yeah. I mean, people watch the fights because of the fighters, right? Not because of the fucking boss. Yeah, they're, they're the ones stepping into the cage and actually fighting, so they deserve to get at least half of the money that that's made. That's 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 reasonable for yeah. sure. That's how that's how it should work. Not. Not sixteen percent of the revenue. Mm. Definitely, so definitely. Is your is your problem with Dana White, or is it with the whole UFC, or is it just Dana White? My problem is with the whole rules of of, of the UFC, how they promote steroids, the the pay they pay the fighters. I mean, Dana White's just the face of their company. He's just the guy that talks a lot a lot about it. To be honest. Yeah. Dana, Dana doesn't play a role in all of that. Dana even follows you on Instagram. I don't even think it's Dana that's uh it runs his own website is uh is uh is Graham, so <laughs> So um I was wondering, do you think your your Maori background does that give you an advantage in terms of fighting spirit or does that not play a factor? Um, my Polynesian is Samoan, but it, it's just, I mean, every culture is different. Mm. I mean, my, I'm a, from a Polynesian background, but uh, 
doesn't mean I'm going to be a great fighter. I just, from how I was coming through a fight, and that's how, what makes me, um, what's, what's it made me uh, uh, a fighter that's been, that's, that's lasted this long. Right, uh, right. In a competition full of fucking crackhead cheaters. <laughs> yeah. so this is a bit of a wild question, but what, what would be your opinion on the sport if it was allowed for everyone to take steroids? Let's say every single fighter was on gear, it was admitted. So technically, that would be more of a fair fight. Would you be okay with that? Or do you think that everyone should just be natural and that's just how it should be? Well, the thing is, it's like you're trying to, trying to race a car with a turbo with a guy with a normal car. Mm. Of course, the, guy, the, car with, the car with the turbo is definitely going to win in, the, in yeah. the short term, you know? But the turbo doesn't last as long as a car without the turbo because it's always getting trashed. It's not made, it's not made to, to explode all the time like the human yeah. body. So I think if they're gonna, if they have laws and rules for everyone, then they should make it for everyone. Not mm. saying, oh, we yeah. have, the, like the UFC says, oh, we have the best testing policies in the world, but yet we don't enforce our policies. Right. Not only do we not enforce our policies, we enforce them when we feel like it, when we, when we decide to do it. Yeah. But we can go out to the world, hey, we are the best testing company in the world, We've got the cleanest <laughs> records, we've got everything. And, but all the, all the fucking, all the results come out after the fights where we've made all the money. Yeah, I think the John Jones example is a good one where that was someone who was blatantly on some kind of gear and he more or less got away with it in the end. Well, at the end of the day, they moved the whole show for that fucking idiot. In one week, they moved the whole show from Las Vegas to California. Because, you know, and everyone lost up on, on their show because of that. Mm. That's going yeah. to show you that they, they don't enforce their policy. They just talk a whole lot of bullshit. That's because the media about it all gets uh, put away, especially about stuff like this. So, But, uh, you know, hopefully things change soon with these lawsuits. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. And you actually fought only three months ago, right? Around December 2020? Fucking mm. fight, yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering, does continuing to compete at a professional level like this, does it take a toll on your body now, like coming up to your, your feet? Is that more noticeable now yeah, than always before? Or is it like you're just, you can handle it easy, it's nothing to you? I just turned 47. Um, the funny thing is, it, it gets harder as you get older, but I still feel like I can compete. I have three more fights, so I think I'll finish my career. Mm. Um, I had a lot of fun the last fight, like I had the most fun I've had in years in, in fighting. Really? Um, since working uh, with the UFC, yeah. So, I mean, I, I even though it was a loss, I had a lot of fun. I, I made some good money and <laughs> and I, I loved doing it. I it was great. That's, that's great. So you said three more fights. Are those all going to be boxing or would you do a bit of kickboxing? What do you have in mind? Probably... Um, I've uh, done the kickboxing thing. I've already won the world title on that. I haven't uh, had a boxing win ever, so <laughs> I'll probably compete another one boxing. But I like to finish MMA. I like to do MMA, mm. uh, to be honest. I love MMA. MMA is a, a different challenge. I still feel I didn't get my fair share of, of MMA fights, especially with all these cheating cheaters and all this fucking this cocksucker fucking cheating company you ever see, so, you know. Part of my French. Was it daunting going against an opponent like Stefan Struve, a guy who's seven foot tall? 
what what's it like and even going on to win the fight I don't think it was daunting to fight a taller guy or one of these. Because I'm a pretty short for heavyweight. They're always going to be bigger and taller. The, the thing I had is, my issue I had with fighting is, sometimes I've had bad cuts. I mean, bad weight cuts. Then it was an issue because you've got to make 120 kilograms. Mm. And I love eating because I'm a fat so. Right? But uh, fighting, I mean, like, one fight I, I, I fought against Tipe, I had to lose 11 kilograms a couple of days before yeah. the fight. That was hard. And zero, I got, I got really fucked up too. So, but it taught me a lesson about fighting, especially mm. the top guys. Yeah. Can't be playing around with it, but um, wasn't an issue with the fighting the tall guys. So yeah. What about when he, when he was trying to submit you? Um, I should be a, a black belt. I just didn't do the. I was a white belt uh, fighting uh, black belts already, so I did mm. a lot of practice on defenses. So yeah. The the hacker. How come you don't do that before a fight or a press conference or a standoff? Is that is that something you ever considered doing to intimidate your opponent, or is that just like you've never done that? You just don't really, you don't have any interest in that. Oh, the hacker. Oh, oh okay, so yeah, the pronunciation is, is a bit off. Is it is it hacker? Yeah, it's called hacker, but anyway. Hacker. Traditional um New Zealand uh, war dance. Mm. Yeah, I've had a few people walk out to the hacker for me, but I, I haven't um, just, uh, you know, I just, I think for my one of my fights in uh, Adelaide, I, I got a few guys to the hacker, so yeah. Okay, okay. I have been, I have been living in Australia for like uh, 25 years, so. <laughs> Damn. Right, right. So where's home to you? Is it Australia now or will it always be, will always be somewhere Australia. else? I mean, I have, I've, I can say I've got three homes. <laughs> New Zealand, Australia, and, and Japan. They <laughs> can get three homes, why not? That's cool. That's you cool. can have as many homes as you want, to be honest. Mm. Home is where, the heart, where your heart is. So, you know, my kids are here in Australia, so it's most of the time here. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Awesome. So thank but, you so uh, much. For... I appreciate the time, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. See you, boys. All right. Have a good day.